and welcome to this Practicing Clinicians Exchange podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Smith. During this podcast, listen as Dr. Leticia Ilopre, Associate Professor in the Division of Infectious Diseases at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, discusses the importance of overcoming barriers at both the patient and clinic levels for the successful implementation of new PrEP guideline recommendations. This podcast is part of a larger educational program titled Improving HIV Prevention in Primary Care, the Evolution of PrEP. For more information on Dr. Elopre, along with a four-part accredited podcast series, quarterly clinical thought commentaries, a downloadable slide set, and a point of care resource hub, please visit the website at pce.is forward slash prep. Now let's get started and hear what Dr. Elopre has to say on this important topic. Hi, my name is Leticia Elopre and I am an associate professor in the Division of Infectious Diseases at the University of Alabama. And today I'm speaking about incorporating new clinical recommendations on PrEP from guidelines to clinical practice. There's a lot of excitement about the new CDC recommendations to educate everyone about pre-exposure prophylaxis or PrEP. For this commentary, discussing how we're going to talk to patients about PrEP is key. The new guidelines recommend that all sexually active adults and adolescents receive health education about PrEP. Ultimately, providers should ensure that the following key factors are incorporated. One, assess sexual health and well-being during all patient visits. Two, discuss appropriate PrEP modalities as indicated. Three, ensure that discussions on sexual health are positive and not stigmatizing. However, very few patients know what PrEP is, how effective it is, the common side effects, and where they can access PrEP. Therefore, increasing PrEP knowledge is the next step to have the transformation we are hoping to see regarding the HIV epidemic. An approach that many providers use to improve access and uptake of PrEP is taking a comprehensive sexual history in an appropriate and destigmatizing way. Another approach, which I think makes it easier for patients in our clinic, is not forcing them into face-to-face discussions of intimate or personal questions about their sexual health, substance use, mental health, or intimate partner violence. Instead, like a lot of clinics, we collect these patient-reported outcomes through brief electronic questionnaires. Patients can complete these questionnaires before their visit or while they are in the waiting room. And healthcare providers can use the answers as a platform to discuss anything concerning. Alternative health delivery system patterns can increase your ability to ensure you are taking a universal sexual history. What about new guidelines on monitoring while on PrEP? In my clinical practice, we had a committee discussion on best practices for the appropriate incorporation of the new CDC recommendations, specifically for testing patients during routine visits. It is recommended that a patient on emcitritabine tenofovir alafenamide have a lipid profile evaluation. However, if hyperlipidemia or worsening lipidemia develops due to PrEP, providers are often unsure what the next step should be. While CDC guidelines recognize that lipids should be monitored, they do not always provide clear recommendations on how to manage these issues should they arise. We also incorporated the new recommendations to check viral loads. While we understand that there is a risk of getting a new HIV diagnosis while on PrEP, providers are concerned because the patients must have their blood drawn for viral load checks, and this may deter or be a barrier for some patients. 
Coming in every two to three months to get prep in a clinical setting requires flexibility in the patient's work hours, reliable transportation, and very good health insurance. Inadequate access to care can be a substantial barrier for the populations that are most vulnerable and disenfranchised. Accordingly, this requires providers to consider new and innovative ways to deliver PrEP that will remove burdens to patients. So questions from colleagues on recommending or prescribing PrEP. Although I enjoy recommending and prescribing PrEP, most of my colleagues are internists with their own internal medicine clinics. Many are very excited to hear about PrEP and want to prescribe it, but they are not educated enough in providing PrEP care. For example, the frequency of visits and the testing associated with visits can seem overwhelming. My colleagues have mentioned challenges in shifting their workflow and routine clinical practice to incorporate discussions about PrEP with their patients when indicated. An area of opportunity is working with early career providers and trainees who express optimism and excitement regarding PrEP updates. Teaching trainees, especially those entering primary care professions, how to effectively promote sexual health and prescribe PrEP may be a crucial next step in changing PrEP provision in the clinical setting. Thank you very much, Dr. Elopre, and thank you to the listeners for joining us. As a reminder, to view the full program, please visit the PCE website at pce.is forward slash prep. As always, thank you for listening.